Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Living Astrology Podcast. We are talking about September and I hope this is going to be informative and it will guide you to better um, navigate this month. September is sweet. It's not necessarily easy, it's still very complex, but with much more flow and alignment than other times. In preparation for a very stressful autumn that showcases a lot of change, this month offers the right ease and support to make things happen and gather some resources that will be used later in the year. The main protagonists are Venus, which is the planet of love, beauty, finances, and the other one is Mercury, the significator of our cognitive, perceptive, and communication style. The most emphasized sign this month is Libra, and Libra is an air cardinal energy focused on relating. Libra's major strength is the capacity to understand conceptually, to understand in our mind, the other person's point of view. And with tact and grace, to communicate, to debate, to negotiate and mediate. So while Libra allows us to understand the other person's point of view, the understanding is very intellectual, conceptual, mental. It's not necessarily the same understanding that Pisces would have, which is more a feeling-based understanding, which, which, which we could translate as empathy or compassion. We are going to experience a lot of seesaw movement this month between thoughts, ideas, people, and it helps to know where you have Libra in your chart, in what house, because this is the area of life that will get a lot of your focus and attention in September. The first aspect this month, happening on September 2nd, is quite strange and has this surreal vibration. What happens in the sky is the planet Mars, which is now in the sign of Virgo, opposes Neptune in Pisces. And it may literally feel like we are lost in the middle of the sea. So your calculated, pragmatic efforts will be frustrated and challenged by an invisible, almost alien blockage. Expect confusion, grief, existential fear, and increased sensitivity. So one moment, we may feel grounded, we may feel in control, confident that we know where we are heading, and this is all Virgo energy, only to discover that we are lost in a misty, nebulous, nebulous ter terrain, and this is Neptune in Pisces. And these two planets oppose each other, so they are looking at each other. They are not necessarily friends or working, working together towards a, per, uh, a common goal. They are in opposition, meaning that they, they frustrate each other. So be very mindful on September 2nd what you do this day and who you do it with. The practical Virgo Mars, the effective doer, is met by a mystical siren this surreal energy. Integrate both if you can. Find a creative way to direct this energy. Get off your corporate shoes that day and learn to paint, for example. Avoid any situation that looks too good to be true. 
And if you are indeed swept away by something that is not in your control, then because Neptune is involved, I would recommend to abandon yourself to give yourself up, to sacrifice what you hold dear, because your ego has no chance of winning. And maybe this is the purpose of Neptune or one of, one of the functions of Neptune to remind us that we are actually small, that we are vulnerable, that we are frail. So abandon yourself to whatever is taking you away. And if it's something that confuses you or you 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 lose your sense of of self of direction allow for some days to pass before you make any move a few days later we learn that the way out of this hazy boundless labyrinth is through going down mining for the unseen opening the doors of our unconscious so it's not clarity that is going to come towards us. It's actually, um, it's, it's actually walking even blindfolded within this labyrinth, within this mist. So it's a going inwards. It's going within ourselves, in our unconscious. September On September 5th, Mars trines Pluto, allowing our planned, considered will and ego to get fuel through intense focus and determination so if you feel demotivated on this day september 5th try to push harder as if your as if your survival depends on it this action-oriented energy will receive aid from a crisis that involves what we love and how we assert power Control issues are dominant this day, and it's possible that a situation we dread that forces us to face our demons and fears will actually be the catalyst for transformation. What follows are a few good days with cosmic support, days that should not be wasted. Until September 10th, things move with more ease, and we can get a lot done Actually, we can feel pleasure by doing them. The, the energy in the sky is very, very easy. It's very supportive. It is good astrological advice to focus on those inner talents and skills that are like second nature to you. So embody those aspects of yourself that you may take for granted. Those, those parts of you that feel too easy, those traits and skills that you don't really put a lot of effort into doing. Do not be afraid to step out of the crowd and to act in an unconventional way. Express beauty, love, and search for the things you value. The energy is optimistic, is enthusiastic. Duty merges well with pleasure and joy. Acceptance comes easier. And our minds receive more clarity and perspective. So although the energy may seem quite tense and confusing around September 2nd, 5th, towards the 10th of September, due to the aspects in the sky, we may feel quite a flow happening. It doesn't mean we are going to be back in control, or it doesn't mean what we have lost or surrendered is going to be regained. But there is an easiness in the way the energy flows, and that may that may mean acceptance. Then 
there is um, Venus involved in all of this and relationships are endorsed. So if you have any homework to do in the relationship area, do not waste time. This good energy allows us to seed productivity because in the same time, a new moon takes place. This new moon is a beginning and every 28 days we have this new beginning and a different sign. And in September, we are seeding something around 14 degrees of Virgo. So if you are familiar with your natal chart, go and find out where you have 14 degrees Virgo. And that's the area of life where you're going to start something new in September. And this is a great time to start a project that will require a more Virgo energy, like a methodical, step-by-step planned approach. Because of its connection to Uranus, this new moon invites us to be open to surprises and to practice adaptability. Uranus is seen as the maverick, as the awakener, and it brings this friendly energy to the new moon. So whatever we start now, we have to make sure that we are a bit weird and unconventional if we want to follow the guidance of the sky. Another layer of complexity during this new moon reveals the culmination of a wound, of an insecurity that affects the way we relate with each other. And I say this because Mercury, the planet of communication, is in Libra and invites for care and consideration when we communicate about what hurts the most. And perhaps this new moon in Virgo will start the process of cleansing and purifying that wound with the help of awareness and gentle communication, whether with self or someone like a therapist who can mirror back to us kindness and acceptance. And whatever it is we conceive of this lunar cycle will stay in the forefront of our interest or, or, or in, in, the, in the forefront of our focus up until November. Because Mercury in Libra, while opposing this Chiron retrograde that speaks about woundedness, and while it forces communication about our inner scars, is going to be retrograde. And before turning retrograde at the end of the month, it goes through what we call shadow. The shadow is used astrologically to describe a territory, a space, through which Mercury will move three times. Direct, backwards, and direct again. This is due to, to the retrograde phase. So please, if you have your natal chart, take it out and mark with a color pen where you have 10 to 25 degrees Libra. That's where Mercury will dwell for about two months and a half until mid-November. And you will be reviewing, reassessing and creating change within this area of life. Mercury is going to move direct until September 26th. And it's a great idea to journal your initiatives, your plans and your actions during this time, almost day by day. Because you are going to review all of this at least twice. 
So whatever you are doing during this time until September 26th, whether it has to do with your relationship, whether it has to do with your woundedness, whether it has to do with your plans and projects, you are going to to, to reassess, to audit them. You're going to you're going to find mistakes. You're going to see that your thinking doesn't um, that changes. That it's not the same um, ideology or the same ideas that motivated you and inspired you to 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 take the approach you have taken. So you're going to cor- course correct yourself by the on, uh, by, by the end of November. Then. The good news is that during this Mercury retrograde phase, we have at least three chances to get things right. Um, and it's a, I, I write about these things on Instagram almost every day, and I send two newsletters a month. So you can find out more about this Mercury retrograde cycle by staying in contact with my writing. Um, I also have a webinar coming soon on this Mercury retrograde because there are so many questions that come from clients and and from friends about how does this impact, um, and it is going to impact all of us in a positive way um, that has to do with healing and with building reliable, reliable forward movement. What is important to know is that while Mercury is moving through this sign of Libra, this relationship-oriented sign, it is heading towards a meeting of the planets Mars and the Sun. So whatever we are analyzing, inquiring, whatever we think about during this time in September is going to merge with a purposeful, active energy. So Mercury is just one piece of the puzzle, is one element of the whole that will facilitate a strong expression of this Libran vibration. So it might very well have to do with relating, with relationships, and our capacity to understand someone else's point of view. There is so much energy happening in September and October in the sign of Libra, and all these layers of expression of planetary expression they they are interrelated so that gives me the the confidence to say that whatever we are processing has to do with relationships and the way we relate to each other and looking at the state of the world um i find the world to be tormented by this fundamental approach of separation and it's necessary right now to learn to to listen to the other part to to practice a more elegant fair and balanced approach to relating to someone else whether the topic is politics or the vaccine or simple simpler simpler um projects or or personal issues And back to the daily transits now, on September 10th, Mercury moves into Scorpio. Sorry, Venus moves into Scorpio. On one side, the Scorpio part of your chart will receive a softer, gentler allure. 
uh, seen as a benefic planet, where, where Venus goes, easiness, pleasure, and joy follows. For example, in my chart, I have Scorpio in the area of resources, skills, and money, which is the second house. And honestly, I can't wait for the shift of Venus going through Scorpio because I know I will practice my talents with more confidence and grace. And I won't worry about finances. And very possibly, I will make good, if not great, connections with, with people who will present themselves as amiable and benevolent towards my, my path. All of these words and, and examples have to do with how Venus is impacting the area where it travels in the chart. But Venus, in, Venus stepping into Scorpio also shows a different approach to love and money because Venus has rulership over, over love and money in astrology. So Scorpio Venus is uncompromising and passionate. It's quite different than, than Venus in Libra that happened during the last three weeks of August. Uh, well, well, Venus in Libra is going to be oriented towards mediation and, and communication and discussing things around matters that have to do with money or, or love. Scorpio Venus is definitely uncompromising and is extremely passionate so for about three weeks while venus is in scorpio we will not take relationships lightly there may be secrets about relationships that may be uncovered love and friendships will not will will not be easily shared with other people the threat that someone else may steal what is valuable to you may be more visible more felt during this transit so there is a deep complex, intense, even dark or fringe quality to love and relationships now that, that, that Venus goes into Scorpio. This is the time to get closer to our taboos, to explore our unconscious attractions and to fight to keep love. So even, even if you may not resonate with the words that describe Venus in Scorpio, I, for example, have Venus in Libra and many other planets in Libra, so um, my focus is very much to keep peace and harmony, and when, when there is a conflict or a disagreement, I want to discuss it, but Venus in Scorpio is, is, is not really open for discussion, is quite stern and rigid about its own expression of love or need in love or from, the, from a partner. So even if you don't resonate with this, with this uh, manifestation of, of um, Venus in Scorpio, it will facilitate an exploration of, of, of different aspects of ourselves that are more hidden, that are more taboo, that are not easily or pleasantly uncovered. And of course, that depends where we live, society we live in, the culture that allows some things and some other things are are concealed. So it depends on many factors, um, but every sign has a purpose and a function in our chart and in our life. Let me go back to the days now. On September 14th, Mars, which is the opposite of Venus, is the planet of war, moves into Libra. 
So the, the fighter goes into the sign preoccupied with peace and harmony. Mars is also the doer, is the warrior. It's that part of ourselves, the will that makes things happen. You call it drive, you call it motivation. It's basically spirit, it's energy, it's will that, that pushes us towards what we want to achieve. So associated with assertiveness and fighting for our goals, Mars energizes the area of the chart where we have Libra. We will have more warmth, vitality to tackle with the same topics or issues that Mercury in Libra brings mental focus on. So you see, it, it starts to make sense what is going on in the sky. First, Mercury goes into Libra and uncovers a lot of stuff and makes us have conversations about relationships and the things that we share with our partners or the, the ideas we disagree upon. It, it brings our focus on the way we relate. And a few days after, Mars brings energy. So while Mercury connects dots and, and makes us align ideas or look into ideas, Mars brings the energy, the warmth, the vitality to move things in the area of life where we have Libra. And now I'm going to describe the quality of Mars in Libra like I did with Venus in Scorpio. Um, Mars in Libra shows its bravery when fighting injustice. So it's very possible that for the next two months, we will see collectively a lot of conversation because Libra is an air sign, is a sign of conversation, of dialogue around issues that have to do with injustice. There is a capacity to fight other people's battles. So it's interesting to observe what is go what will go on in the world during this transit. And of course, in Libra, the quest is for peace, for harmony and conciliation. And the fighting may involve partnership. Not so much fighting against, but fighting with or along someone else. One danger with, with, with the transit of Mars through Libra is that it's more possible to project aggression on another while seeing oneself as reasonable and fair. So someone else is the hostile one. And the fighting can be caused or, or kindled by an attempt to force an unrealistic cooperation between parts. As Libra is a sign of relationships, we may see quite a complex dynamic at play within our own partnerships and all around us. On September 16, Venus, the planet that rules love and money, is going to create a tension aspect with Saturn, which is more an authority figure. It represents uh, the, the reliable structures in our lives, the institutions, government, society in general. And it also implies reality. Saturn is very much an archetype or a planet that allows us to, to merge the ideal with what is real. So because of this tension aspect, as uncomfortable as it may be to accept that reality is not aligned with what we want to attract, 
there is a boost of tension that moves us towards what we truly value. So basically, because of this discrepancy between my ideals, my Venus, what I want to attract in my life, and Saturn, which is the reality I live in, the mundane reality I live in, the structures that, 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 that create what is definitive in my life, because these two don't align and there's this conflict, I and you and everyone else, we are going to have this boost of, of awareness and tension to move us, to push us towards what we truly value and to attain that. So it's a very good day, September 16, to apply focus, to get serious about what we value and to work, work, work. And this journey of putting effort into what we love will increase our self-esteem. Most of us suffer for, you know, with, with lack of confidence or, or low self-esteem in different areas of life. Of course, someone can be an expert in the academic world and then have a very strange, almost um, disconnected relationship with their body. So we all have our wounds and our parts where, where we need to work on our self-esteem. So this is a great day and a great energy whenever Saturn and Venus come together to actually put effort into the things we want to attract and to manifest in our life. However, this is not a great energy if you are a player. And by this I mean if, if, if you gamble with life, if you um, find an easy route, Saturn doesn't sit well with that kind of energy. So... It may feel very challenging this day for you if you are not the serious type or if you don't focus and you don't sit still and, and apply your, your energy towards something that you want to, to, to build. Saturn is involved, so we can't escape the necessity to work on whatever is important to us. And further on, um, during September the 20th, we have the capacity to mine and dive deep into whatever preoccupies us. And Jupiter is here as well to expand our experience, to make it bigger. So this could be an incredible productive day, September 20th. So basically, the, the, these this days from, the, from September 16th to September 20th, um, it's, it's a very good time to be very productive or something else could happen because of Saturn and Pluto being involved and Jupiter expanding things, all of this could send us on a paranoid, compulsive trip. So we have, be, we have to be very mindful of our own thoughts and to use this energy intelligently and to focus on what brings growth into our life, even growth inwards with the help of Pluto. So it, it would be great if these days... Um, we could, through journaling, through conversation with a therapist, through contemplation, if we could uncover unconscious beliefs and remove this veil of conditioning and questioning our, our understanding of the world. There is so much energy that we are able to transform what actually looks like a weakness into a reservoir of, of strength. And I, I, I bring this psychological vibe into it because Pluto is involved and that means basically going into a, an unknown territory, an unconscious side. And unconscious means that 
we are acting it out, but we are not conscious of doing it. So it doesn't mean that it's not there. It's very much there, but it is not in our awareness. And and it's enough to ask our partners, our children, our family, our very close friends, what are the things that we do um, in a more unconscious state? Another thing that could help you navigate this time and make the best of it is to look into your projections. And a projection is basically um, what you are repelled or what you are um, instantly attracted to in, in another person. So the things you are bitter about, the things you are um, negative about, they tend to be projections. But even when you are very helpful or you are very supportive or you are very enamored with something, that could also be a projection. So it's like a disowned part of myself that I see in you. And Pluto allows me during these days to to take a deeper look into myself, to understand what happened in my childhood, to, to uncover this healing process or this healing path that allows me to take in parts of myself that are not um, in my consciousness yet. And then Saturn being there enables all of us to work in a material, definitive way on our goals, to manifest something in the concrete sense of it. September 20th brings a full moon in the sign of Pisces. The days before and after this full moon, we will witness an increase in sensitivity, compassion, the desire and the need to be of service to someone else or to self-care those wounded parts within. Both Virgo, the sun is in Virgo, the moon is in Pisces. Both Virgo and Pisces are signs that have to do with service, with nursing, with taking care of people, that are that need help the planetary rulers of this full moon which are mercury and libra and jupiter and aquarius are in a friendly relationship with each other and this is inspiring us to appeal to faith and to be optimistic and even idealistic but the same day communication may cause some issues and there may be intense conversation taking place and something unconscious secrecy might be exposed. This theme of revealing heavier content through communication is ongoing until November, as Mercury will create these dynamic aspects in the sky during its retrograde period. So Mercury goes on and, and meets in a tense aspect the planet Pluto, which I just talked about as being the ruler of those unconscious shadow elements, those wounded parts of ourselves. And during this full moon, we may choose to sacrifice something, to renounce an aspect of our life that is dear to us, an exact uncomfortable aspect between Venus in Scorpio and Chiron in Aries, suggests that adjustments have to be made in in, in relationships in order to allow our strong attachments and our woundedness to coexist. It's not an easy full moon and the energy will feel intense for sure. So we need to cultivate self-care, to use boundaries to protect our energy field. If something significant is going to shake you up during this lunation, if you receive psychi psychically through dreams, visions, the confirmation of, of the unknown, if your sensitivity will 
obsessively dwell on the subtle things going behind going on behind the scene remember that all of this will be processed during the mercury retrograde time so even though it may feel overwhelming and it may very well feel overwhelming due to the pisces element um, there is no urgency in reacting in controlling in problem solving so allow this pisces moon this pisces energy to open you towards your sensitivity and flow with your feelings without trying to rationalize them and without going into the the virgo extreme of of control and planning and um getting this grip on 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 the earthy aspect of whatever is happening because things are much more complex or complicated or subtle than what looks like on the on the outer surface level and there will be enough time with mercury going retrograde in libra to conceptualize to analyze what you or all of us are going through this this month a few days later the sun follows mercury and mars and enters the sign of libra so we have mercury first focusing our our attention and your our mindset on this relational issues then mars bringing energy and oomph and now the sun steps into libra and the sun brings warmth brings life brings light but during the the ingress or the the entering of sun of the sun in libra in the sign of libra we also celebrate the equinox equinox and this is the time of the year when day and night are equal in length so this opens us up symbolically towards an acceptance an acceptance of, of of stillness of pause and darkness we are moving from the time of the year when in the western hemisphere days are longer than night we are stepping transitioning into a space where the night is going to have a longer length than the day so we are going to be more aware of of darkness of the night energy of what can't be easily seen so i see this as an encouragement to rest more and to move towards a more contemplative silent energy the ruler of this libran equinox venus the planet venus is exact opposite uranus and this is an aspect that invites for a radical approach to love and relationships again we go back into into relationships and because of the uranus influence this may be a day of separation of regaining freedom it could also be a time when we become aware of other possibilities when our approach to how we relate can change from what was conventional in our life to a more unconventional different sense but because venus is in scorpio during this transit the change that uranus is going to force has this cutting definitive quality to it almost like once done it may not be undone and due to the fact that it's so close to the full moon and and that aspect of sacrifice and renunciation that comes from the piscean element with this separation or disconnection brought by by uranus in 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 an area of relationships 
this makes me contemplate on the fact that whatever disappears from our life is almost like taken away from us. So there is a lot of grieving involved in this process, both signified by Scorpio, Venus, and by this full moon in Pisces. However, what follows, and this is very interesting, what follows is a very productive day on September 25th. So whether that Uranus brings an element of liberation so we can release what doesn't work anymore, whether that's an idea or a belief or a practice or a habit or, or a person, and, and we release it and then we move towards this very healthy, productive aspect on on September 23rd, that is great for building and advancing with, with serious long-term projects. And then the next day, Saturn, sorry, the next day, Mercury, is going to stations retrograde in Libra. So up until then, up until September 26th, we had different encounters from Mercury to other planets. And we have moved and made decisions and, and we have navigated different different waters. And now Mercury finally stations. It says, okay, I can't go forward anymore. I have to stop and I have to go back and reconsider everything I've done so far since the beginning of September. And while doing that, it stays for a week almost still and locked in this tension aspect to Pluto, which is the planet of the unconscious, the one that rules deep psychology and healing work and releasing old patterns. And also, this energy is also has also to do with demolition and with transformation. So it's, it's not very common to have one planet locked with Pluto for a long time. And it is a long time. What would normally be a day transit, because Mercury normally moves very fast, now it becomes a week transit because Mercury is actually stationary. So it moves direct, stays still, and then goes backwards. And all of this happens in a week. So from September 26th for, uh, up until the end of the month, things may happen within our con conscious mind, in our external lives, but also very much in our internal lives. Things that will point towards something being transformed, but in order to transform something, to create healthy patterns or healthy behaviors or healthy relationships, you have to really, really go deep and uncover all the, 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 the dark, not pleasant stuff that is within the relationship or within yourself or within whatever you are doing to yourself through unhealthy patterns. And that's a very uncomfortable process. So for the next weeks, not just one week while Mercury is locked with Pluto, but the next weeks while 
um, Mercury goes retrograde, we will undo what we have been working on in September. And this pulling down and pulling apart is motivated by a powerful unconscious desire or even compulsion to act and to be, to, to become someone that lives from a place of truth. And painful as, as it might be, this is a great time for purging, for undergoing deep complex therapy. And due to the, to the business, um, to the busyness, to the, yeah, the business that all these planets are doing, the sign of Libra, this is an indication that a lot of transformation is going to take place in the area of relationships. So I find this a great transit. I am a psychologist and I am advocating for awareness, consciousness. And as much as I use astrology in everything I do or in the way I live my life, or it uses me by now, I find that without every day delving deeper into the capacity to become conscious, you cannot really do much because whatever you do, it's going to be undone whenever you have a transit that is requiring your growth. So lots and lots of changes and transformations that have a positive function of healing and changing the way we relate to one another or the way we relate concepts in our mind or the way we, we understand separation and um, cooperation and cohesion and integration. Moving towards the end of the month, um, we almost get a break from this, let's say, psychological intense, um, even mental energy. And I say this because on September 29th, Venus in Scorpio finds release through its connection to Neptune and Jupiter. And there is a healthy invitation to delve into a space of, of transcendence through music through art to transmute the intensity felt during the prior days into into surrender so taking all of that energy and surrendering it through a creative manner spend that day in the ocean if you can or escape with a great novel there, there, there is, of course, the danger of exaggeration because Jupiter can trigger overspending, overeating, and Neptune could allure us into addictive behaviors. So again, consciousness plays a part in how we deal with these transits. They are easy in theory and they are supportive, but supportive may be to, to get loose in, in, into whatever your unhealthy pattern is because that's familiar. So what I'm saying here is instead of reaching for the bottle of wine or, or, or whatever that, that release is for you or relief is for you, do first a restorative yoga session, even if you have never done yoga before. Restorative is so sweet and gentle. So try to do that. Instead of numbing yourself with a Netflix series, share your thoughts into poetry. When was the last time you just let your hand write 
not Thai, but write. And, and let your, your, your thoughts flow without any particular desire to be to, to do a, a, a piece that is going to be validated by others. So without that element of it has to be good. So this the release of this intense energy, of this confusion, of this mining for, for um, understanding and clarity within ourselves can find a release through, through journaling, through writing poetry, writing a song. Read Rumi. That's very soothing. Meditate on Deepak Chopra. Or simply go outside, close your eyes, and, and, and slowly become one with nature. Sit on the grass and touch the grass with your fingers. Close your eyes and let all the sounds penetrate you. Let them take you away from yourself. We use words like calm your mind, but I'm not sure the mind can be calm during some of these planetary alignments. But you can focus on your fingers touching the grass. You can follow the sounds around you. Stare into the unknown and let this Neptunian energy take you somewhere where, where, where it's not all about you. Mm. So as you see, this is an interesting month ahead. And I know this this was a lot and the length, um, I think this podcast is at about 45 minutes, if not 50 minutes long. Um, and as much as I try to keep them short, there's so much to say. And I, I don't even say half of what I want to say about all of this. Because astrology is abundantly educational and although not an easy craft, it opens up such a deep knowledge and invites so much wisdom in. And I hope this offering guides your steps during the month and makes you curious to find out more about yourself and how to better live your life. All of these things are written in your chart and they are specific to you. Every question you have about yourself is already in your chart. The answer is there. The question is there. Alternatives are there. And if you have been listening and resonating with the things I say on this platform or on my Instagram account, then maybe you are ready to find out more. I don't know when you last visited me. I have clients who come back after a year, after six months. Some come back every month. But if you if there is a long time since you had your session with me or with another astrologer, go ahead and book one. And if you are going through a lot of stuff right now, go ahead and book a session and be open to whatever transformation is about to happen in your life. Astrology is not necessarily the healing tool. It's the door that opens you for finding alignment, harmony, finding that thing that resonates with you. If you have a strong Neptune in your chart, 
you have to live around water. If you are someone with sun, moon, Neptune, and you live in the city, and you go into a corporate job, and you live a very mundane life, and there is no artistic expression in your life, you're going to go nuts. And you may do therapy for years, but then only an astrologer is going to tell you, my love, go and be by the water. Take a writing class. Dance. Learn to have a flow. Dress in a way that shows flow. Neptune. If you have a strong Pluto and everything is intense in your life and relationships have all sorts of power struggles, then what kind of job are you doing? Maybe you should study psychology. Maybe you should go into forensics. Maybe, maybe you should restore furniture that is dead or abandoned or stuff that has to do with, you know, Plutonian things. So all of this is written in your chart. There, there is so much peace that you can get from being validated, from being seen without actually being seen. Like think about having a session with an astrologer is meeting a person you've never met before and they tell you things about yourself or they answer your questions and you feel seen. You feel heard, although you may not talk at all because your chart is speaking. And this is not psychic stuff. This is years and years of, of, of educating oneself as an astrologer, whether it's me or anyone out there who, who practice this craft and is being possessed by this craft. They, 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 they have a lifetime dedicated to this craft and this study. So book a session if you find yourself to be in a space where you need something that you can't find in yourself. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back to this podcast. Please rate it, send me your feedback, and share with those you may think need to know this information. Have a great September and stay safe and stay healthy.